Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Leave room for other people's feelings and yeah. know that when something new is happening, there are going to be all sorts of feelings that bubble up and everybody has a different perspective. Yeah. And you have to leave room for that and not take it so personal and sometimes give people a little bit of time to adjust. Hi. I'm Miss Danielle, and this is Help a Human Out. We've been gone for a little bit, but we are back. And I told you we would be back, and I'm so happy to be back. We needed to get that good content. We needed to let some of the world heal. We needed to heal ourselves, all the things. But we are back and ready to help all the humans. Today, we are answering a question that we got sent via email. The question is, hi, Miss Danielle. My name is Jasmine, and I am dealing with a strange situation I'd love to get your take on. I grew up in a suburb outside Chicago with my parents and younger brother. I had an exceedingly normal childhood. That's why when my husband got me a DNA test as a gift, I didn't at all expect to find out that I have a sibling I have never met. Okay. Long story short, my dad was in a relationship way back in the day and before his relationship with my mom. And there's a baby who nobody knew about on this side. Okay, so if you're following, that means there's a new sibling. Mom's not the mom. Dad had a baby. There's lots happening. I'm still processing everything, but I am excited and nervous at the prospect of what comes next. We haven't connected yet, and I don't even know how to go about fully doing that. Do you have any advice or insight as to how I should approach this relationship? Thank you in advance, and I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Um, actually, <laughs> I actually know someone who knows a lot about this. So yes, Jasmine, I do have the person for you. She's my best friend who actually has been my sister for the past two decades. She has brothers. And then she found an entire sibling who, by the way, only lived about 10 minutes away her whole life. It's it's a lot. And we're going to unpack it because my best friend Claire is here to be your expert. Helpers, get ready. This one is going to be a lot. Okay, so when we get into this interview, Claire, clearly I know all these answers, but (laughs) I have a podcast, right? And so I have to ask lots of questions to lots of people, and you happen to be our expert for today. So yes, of course, I know all the answers to these questions, but for the sake of our helpers out there listening, I'm going to ask Claire, or as I call her, Claire Bear, I'm going to ask Claire a lot of questions so that you get to know the answers. All right. So Claire, um, why did Jasmine's email seem familiar to you? When I read her email, I kind of chuckled to myself and thought, like, did I write this or should (laughs) I have an informer lifetime? Um, Because it's so similar to my own story. I found out just about three years ago now that I have a sister I 
never knew about before. And I found out because of a DNA test. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. We got to back up a little bit. So you said it was about three years ago, Mm -hmm. right? I remember us having a conversation. Uh, You gave me a call and I just was blurting out something. And I think I spoke for a good 25, 30 minutes. And then I was like, wait, I haven't even asked about you. And you go, well, I have a sister. And I'm like, "Um, could you interrupt me next time? What are you talking about? Because I'm 36, which makes you 37. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry if we're hiding that. I didn't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm 36, you're 37. And our whole lives, we've been best friends since the age of 12 and 13. And you have never had a sister. Two brothers, yes. But you have never had a sister. So I'm like, what the hell do you mean you have a sister? So walk me through you figuring out and finding out that you have a sister. (laughs) So... I was in grad school at the time and I was studying um, with a friend in a coffee shop and I got a call from my dad, which is just a tad abnormal. He's not the best phone caller ever. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, so he said, are you sitting down? And I said, sure, which is never really the way you want someone to bring something up to you. Oh, yeah. And um, he said, oh, well, I just got to tell you, you have a sister. Just dropped the whole bomb. Just like that. There was no intro, backstory, anything like that. You just say, you have a sister. Did you think he was joking or did you think, like, what what did you think? It's one of those moments where the world feels like it stops turning. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even tell you, like, a logical sequence of thoughts. I remember I was sitting next to my friend who I was studying with, and I think I kind of, like, grabbed her forearm. Yeah. And... I was like, what? And to be honest, I don't even really know what he said to me next. And he said, I think it was just kind of like a blurt out of, yeah, you have a sister. And I, Mary found out and I just talked to her and, you know. As an aside, we have to just like explain that Peter, who is Claire's dad, is He's hysterical. He's a great guy and funny and kind of like a goof troop. Love him to death. But he's just like a goofy guy. And he's, I can so see him just literally blurting out some monumental news in the most ridiculous of ways. <laughs> yeah. Just just dropped a whole bomb. Like, mm, you have a sister. So you find out you have a sister. Does he go, okay, bye? And, and what happens next? Because there are no, multiple so, people to tell. Yes. Right, right. In. It was, um, I, I, hate to make it sound like this, but it did feel a bit cinematic in the sense that like, here I am, this coffee shop is buzzing around me. And all of a sudden the din of the coffee shop became like overwhelming. And I felt like everything was like, I was spinning, but the world stopped. I don't know. It was just a lot. And so I said, I got to go outside, dad, like stop talking. So I went outside and I said, all right, can you start from the beginning? Like, what are you even talking about? Okay, good. And he didn't quite have the language to explain that my aunt had done a DNA test online on like one of the popular platforms. Mm -hmm. And I understood what he was saying because I know how those things work, but he wasn't really familiar with it. So he's like, oh, you know, your aunt sent something in and it 
came back and it and said now we have a whole baby. <laughs> there was a connection and she made me come up there and see her and she told me about it and I called her. I just called her. I talked to her. And when when we say I just called her, he's talking about the your sister. Correct. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so he calls he calls her. Yeah, and then he says, "Yeah, I talked to her. She was at work, so she was kind of overwhelmed, but um we did talk briefly." So I think the point he's calling me is when he's driving home from my aunt's house, which is about a two-hour drive. Wow. So he's just found out, and then he shares it with me. Uh, and then I'm just, like, integrating the information. And then, you know, for a brief second, I'm picturing someone, like, my age. Oh, man. And that would be—this is—yes, this is complicated because when you, even when you told me, I'm asking a million questions. I'm like, oh, does that mean he cheated? Oh, my goodness, what happens if we break up the family? Like, and I know I'm dramatic, of course, but, like, we really had real questions. Now, of course, Peter was not cheating, thank God, but it was a question that you had, right? It was, yeah. Um, well, it wasn't even like, oh, my dad cheated, actually. Like, even though that would be the logical answer for having a sibling my age. Yeah. But I was just picturing someone similar to my age, you know, because whenever I, I thought of a sister before that, like, you were the person I thought of, you know? Oh, like, we're I the know. same age. And I think that people don't understand um, how much... I just happened to be a part of the conversation because I was... I'm assuming one of your first phone calls. And those were like, you asked, you told me you had a sister. And then it was like, for, for me, who is not you, right? You found out you had a sister. And then all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, wait, I've been her sister. <laughs> like, I panicked a little bit like, oh my gosh. And then there were these, all these thoughts that go with it. And so I want to bring it back to Jasmine, right? Like, Jasmine is probably going through a ridiculous amount of feelings. Right. I and understand I imagine, that. Right. And, and can you kind of walk us through like the wave of emotions? Because I clearly we heard shock. And then, yes, you know, lots of questions. Take us through your range of emotions. That's a really good question. Um, I was shocked. I was curious. I then started to wonder who this person was. And... It felt like everything changed in an instant. And then the next question was like, what does that, what does that mean if there's been another person who has a whole life yeah. already and is a whole person? And where is the intersection? Is there an intersection? Does this change my family? Does this change her family? Who is her family? Mm -hmm. um, you know, just it, it just felt like this wide open kind of Pandora's box almost. Yeah. And it, it all felt pretty uncertain, though exciting. Like, I, I will say, like, there was a feeling of excitement as well. I think I'm a naturally just pretty inclusive person. So in my yeah. head... Um, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Even though since I've heard other stories of people finding out about siblings where it really tore the whole family apart or, you know, raised all these difficult issues, whether it was about culture or race or what your parent did. And, you know, it can be really hard. But I think in those maybe naive first moments, I was excited. 
Yeah. It's weird, I think, because I kind of had a front row seat to your wave of emotion. So I honestly can see how Jasmine is probably just going through it. And I think that she's probably pretty worried about being one of those weird bad stories that happens when you meet someone on the internet, (laughs) whether that be a relationship, a sibling, something like there's always some bad meetup internet stories. And so I can imagine that everything doesn't always turn out great. And that could be part of her worries. Absolutely. I mean, I'll be honest, like I had actually done a DNA test on a different platform a couple of years prior mm-hmm. and that it was never my thought that I could find some long lost sibling. It, did, it didn't cross my mind. I think, you know, when you get a new color car, let's say it's a red car, you start seeing red cars everywhere, you know? Yeah, So absolutely. I don't know if it's that, that I've heard all of these other stories about DNA stuff now. Um, but at the time, I really never thought about it. Or, or that it could happen to your family, right? No, sometimes you really don't consider that that's a possibility. And it is that double-edged sword. I actually think most people don't consider that as a possibility. Right. Like for a lot of people, I think they're trying to figure out their nationality or, you know, things about maybe even their health or their family origins or some connections, but they're not thinking that there's just some big surprise, you know, lurking. I, so I wasn't prepared for that, but I do think now knowing what I do and that other people are having these experiences, like you do kind of have to be prepared. We just live in this world where there's more interconnectedness and people are doing these things. And, you know, after this happened, I was like, well, (laughs) maybe there's more. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You never know. Every every time I sign on to my, um, the platform I did, and it says you have new family members and I open it, like sometimes it's a fifth degree relative or something, but I'll open it up and be like, "Mm, I'm about to find out something else. (laughs) Like (laughs) whole nother sibling, whole nother sibling on the way. I mean, my dad was in a war in another country. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Playboy Pete. And it clearly, it's not like it's out of the out of the playing cards. There was a whole baby that just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. Why so, not to? Um, but anyway, I think we were talking about the wave of emotions. And uh, I, I can identify with Jasmine and her question and just like, where do we go from here? And do I even want to know? And I think it would be good to be prepared if she decides to pursue meeting this person or somehow connecting to know, kind of walk herself through the steps of like, okay, well, what if it doesn't go well? Am I okay with that? Doesn't want a sibling. Yeah. What am I open to? What am I hoping for? What am I willing to do to foster a relationship? Do I have the energy to foster a relationship? Will I be disappointed if that person doesn't, you know, and all of those things are kind of natural um, human responses to new information. But I think for her kind of doing that exercise of the what ifs. Do you 
that that's I think that first of all, you just shocked me with your list of questions because I can't even imagine. It's probably because I've never found a sibling on the internet that I can't imagine what questions to go through my would go through my head. But I think you hit the nail on the head with so many of those questions. Um, or or just like being prepared, right? What if um the person doesn't want a relationship and I get my hopes up that all of a sudden I've got this new best friend or what happens if they want an immense relationship or they're the, you're the only family member they have now because of whatever reason and they want to cling on, but you, like you said, don't have the capacity. Those are really, really great things to think of, especially because it's hard to think of a situation like this. But now that Jasmine's in it, um, and, and like we said, she very well might be worried about the, the bad things that could come along with this, but there's just so many questions, right? There's also a lot of good that can come on, come out of it. And I know personally that you can speak to a lot of the good, but before that, um, when we were talking about worries and just like how many people or things that this would impact, um, I'm curious if you remember what I was the most worried about with you having a sister. I do. Um, you said, what if she's racist? <laughs> yes. And right? in that same conversation, it was also like, what if she's a Trump supporter? Like these yeah. were like big, um, we literally went back kind and of forth. values-based like, things mm-hmm. that were all of a sudden feeling really overwhelming. I was so scared because I was excited for you. I wanted you to have this beautiful moment. And, and here's the thing that I know about you, right? What I know about you is you care about family so much. It is, I mean, you just pour into the people that you love. Um, And I know that love for you, like that family connection has always been huge. You've taken care of your family and sick family members and injured family members. And you're just like the caretaker and you're a, (laughs) a nurse. So it's not surprising in the least. But I knew that this would be such a beautiful relationship if, of course, your sister wanted it too, right? But I was Mm -hmm. like, what if she's racist? Or what if, you know, what, because then I'm like, what happens then? And, you know, I will say, I love you because you said, well, (laughs) that wouldn't happen. Um, And I'm so glad that it didn't. So I feel like there's been a, a lot of talk about the worries. What has happened since finding out that you have a sister? Is your story a nightmare or has it turned into something different? It's definitely not a nightmare. Um, Just to touch on the worries a little bit more, I think that all of those questions I posed are really natural, but also I would caution Jasmine against um, letting the fears overcome her. I think everybody is different and you have to have a realistic understanding of your own expectations and a lot of self-awareness heading into something like that. And so I'm not suggesting that the questions should be something that causes you to, you know, become so anxious and overanalyze to the point of being paralyzed because I've been there too. And I try really hard not to let fear be a motivator Mm -hmm. or not to make fear-based decisions. So I want to honor that it's probably really difficult for her to know what to do and everything or anybody in this situation. Um, But that the more you're self-aware and understand your expectations, the more prepared you are to navigate a challenging question. Also, I want to say that 
It's not that my sister is challenging or is a challenge. She's in existence as a whole human who already, like I said, had a life before this. Mm -hmm. It's just when there's a big change, it can feel challenging when you haven't navigated something before. Absolutely. I mean, it's uncharted territory. She's had her whole life wondering who this family might be. Mm. And I had a whole life thinking I knew who my family was. And where do do those two things cross? Here's what I really want to ask. And I want you to be honest, but I hope you will be honest because I'm going to tell you, I think it's really powerful. I want to ask about like, you're not so um, great moments during this. Cause I, cause I remember, I didn't think you were like really understanding your mom. Do you think that'd be okay to talk about? Yes. So <laughs> you sound so graceful in the way that you've navigated this, Claire. And I know that in your mind, it probably doesn't seem as graceful, but just the way you can guide another person. I, I'm really happy to know you so that we could kind of, you know, borrow you to Jasmine so you could give some, you know, good tips because I, because nobody else really has a story like this. You got to be, you're one of very few, I think. And um, I think this will really be helpful to her. But I'm wondering if you've had some not, well, I know you have actually, let me stop lying. Um, In my opinion, and I say this with so much love because you are my best friend and I ride for you. But in my opinion, there were some moments where because I was not in the direct involvement of it and I was kind of a a bystander that I saw some things that I was like, Hey, you know, you got to take into account other people's feelings. For instance, your mom, right? Right. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. It would be helpful now to also kind of sum up what actually happened because I don't think I did that yet. So when my dad called and told me that this, um, that I had a sister, he then explained that my aunt had done the DNA test to just kind of put the family tree together. When she did it, she found out that he was, well, that she was connected like via, I guess it's a second degree relationship, but kind of what would be an aunt niece relationship Mm -hmm. to somebody. And that person who I now know to be my sister reached out to my aunt and said, Hey, could we talk? And as it happened, my dad had obviously gotten somebody pregnant after high school, but before ever meeting my mom. And didn't know. And did not know. I think that's important. He did, had no idea. It's not like he, you know, ran out on a baby. He had no idea. No. And sadly for, well, I cannot speak for, you know, her biological mother's story at all, but I know at least historically, it was in a time where it was really frowned upon to not have children when you're married Um, Mm -hmm. They were living in a smaller town. And like I said, I don't want to, it's, it's her story as well, but I can understand in the context of history, how it would have been really difficult. And she had to, adoption is never an easy choice. And she made that difficult decision. And I don't know her or know anything behind it, but um, yeah, nobody 
nobody knew about my sister on our end. And so it was, it was new information. Um, and then to my mom as well. <laughs> Okay, we need to take a break, but we will be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. We're back. We're talking to my best friend in the entire world. Her name is Claire. I call her Claire Bear. She's my sister from another mister and just an amazing person in general. Claire is sharing the story of finding her long lost sister on the internet through a DNA test. Let's get back to it. Okay, let's let's understand this a little bit. Peter and Bridget have been together for how long? 30, married for 34 years. Yeah, so... I think that's where I was. Um, When we spoke, you were kind of frustrated with, I guess, the way your mom was. I don't know if it it was the way she was handling it or just her feelings. And I thought that you weren't really seeing her side in at all. And I was saying like, this is her whole world. 34 years, her family is now about to change completely, even if, and this isn't her family yet. Like, Peter directly got a link to a whole nother human. You and your brothers also got a link to a direct human. That human is going to be a part of her family now, and she doesn't have that direct link. And I think we were kind of, like, going back through that. And, I, I, I like, how did you feel? Like, I, it was, I felt like I was, like, kind of walking on eggshells a little bit because who am I to tell you that you need to understand your mom a little better? But I felt like... I felt like her whole world was changing also. And it was. It was just hard for me to see why that was difficult, you know? It was just... Yeah. Because in my head, I'm just like, oh, it's not like you got cheated on. It's not... This this is before you. Like, what's the big deal, you know? Yeah. And also, we had really good conversations after I spoke with you and could understand why that felt like a big shift for her. And when you say we had good conversation, you're referring to you and your mom. No, well, yes, sorry. So you and I spoke, mm-hmm. which helped me to be more compassionate and understanding. And then kind of frame her reaction, which was, by the way, it wasn't like, there was no drama or yelling or anything. She was just a little like, maybe reserved or standoffish, I guess. I remember her saying something like, oh, this is your family now. Right, and I get it. Yeah, we had really good conversations about what family means. 
because I started thinking about it. And in my mom's family and the upbringing from there, it's, you know, directly, you know, like my great grandfather was an immigrant. You can trace every step from Ireland over here. And so I grew up knowing like what a great aunt is and a second cousin and a third cousin once removed and all these very technical definitions of family. Mm -hmm. And I then was able to see that because the definition has always been so technical for her, that it could be challenging to see things in a different way. So then we were able to branch and talk about how I call people family who aren't my blood, but that who I grew up with, like you. Right. And she, you know, she believes I'm her family. So I think when you probably had that conversation, it helped her understand as well. Right. Yeah. So that bridged a lot too, where we just talked about like definitions of family and Um, My brother is Colombian and, you know, I lived with him and his wife who are angels for taking me in under their roof for a whole year. And they had their first child while I was there. And um, that's a whole different family structure. And everybody down there, the aunties, the uncles, the cousins all took me in. And I've had the experience of being taken in by so many other families um, Mm -hmm. and other cultures and everything to where I think I've had the opportunity to have this really expansive understanding of what that means. And so we just had good conversation about how like our experiences are different and kind of validating where each other was coming from. And it helped a lot. So while you might not have felt like it was your place to say something, it did help to start the conversation. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I really am because I just, I just remember how there were so many feelings all the way around. I mean, I had big feelings, right? And I'm like, if we're talking about, what is it, the seven degrees of separation? I don't know, that Kevin Bacon analogy that makes a lot of sense to people, but not to me. All I know is I was connected, but not as connected. And I was feeling big emotions like, wait, my best friend who's never had a sister now has a sister. What if she doesn't like me? What if like there was just so many weird feelings that that pop up. And so I can't even imagine um, if I was feeling the way that I was feeling how your mom was feeling. And I tried to really put myself in her place because I could kind of see it differently than you because I was an outsider. Right. Um, And that was really I'm I'm glad you were receptive to the conversation because I think that um I think that your mom also needed someone to be kind of like understanding to her because she was she was in a very different position than everybody else in your family. Well, yeah, and especially when you said the thing about the direct tie, yeah. you know, like my brother Nick and I and you know, my dad there was you know, this very literal DNA tie that existed. And, um, it helped me to see that, that, that wasn't there for her and why that might feel hard if everybody else is excited about something. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing was that I had conversation with my sister really early on. And in that conversation, it was so cute and she might be upset with me for saying this, but she kind of confessed to finding me on Instagram. (laughs) 
and going through all my posts. And you could tell she was really nervous to tell me that. But what she said was, I'm just so excited to meet you in person. And you seem so awesome and so like-minded. Which was so great because your Instagram is really so like, it's really socially, social justice driven and things like that. So we kind of figured out she wasn't racist. That was nice too. Right. Like when she said like-minded, it just lifted such a weight off my shoulders and Mm -hmm. put me at ease. And then when I met her, when we hugged, I felt like I was hugging myself. Her frame is the same as mine. And that was such a bizarre feeling. And that first night we said something in unison, like a whole sentence. And there are similarities in our history as far as just like our love of nature and both being doulas and um, music. There were just so many things that were parallel in our stories. And I felt understood. And I think she did too. And so knowing this, it made it a little bit more difficult to try to communicate that to my mom. Like, I swear she's awesome, you know? Yeah. And so looking back, I completely understand the anxiety of the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once we all met, you know, like my mom had met them and everything, everything flowed much more easily. It was just that initial unknown. Well, and and I'm glad you brought up all of that. Like the first time you met her and how it felt so natural and just like hugging hugging yourself sounds like you've never even said that out loud to me. And that's like almost teared up because I'm like, that's a really beautiful reflection. Like felt Mm -hmm. like hugging yourself. Come on, self-love. All right. um, (laughs) (laughs) what, What is, I mean, I know this and I'm so happy to be able to be a part of this, but what is your relationship with your sister like now? Now it's... Great. I mean, I also, it's only been three years and I was in grad school when we met and then a fellowship that lasted a year. And then just on the heels of that, the pandemic started and I have been working on the front lines of COVID. So I will completely say my level of communication and connectedness is not what I would want it to be. But right. I feel that there is this understanding that we just know that we are a part of each other's lives and that that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, there were so many synchronicities even before. Like, we only grew up about 15, not even 10 minutes away from each other. Her daughter's best friend lives on my parents' block. And yeah, um, you know, I was familiar with the high school she went to and we drove on the same roads and she gave birth. And to be clear, (laughs) she's, she's walking around and she gave birth to people who are walking around with your face, (laughs) with your whole face. Like, like, are you kidding me? Like what you're failing to mention is that 
your as your best friend for over two decades, I can tell you right now, had I have seen that woman walking down the street, I absolutely would have known she was related to you. Now, if I would have seen her daughter walking down the street, I would have believed you were cloned. True yeah, you're story. not the first person who said that. It's mind-blowing to me. Genetics are a trip. It's mind-blowing to me. And then when you talk about like, say the word, please synchronicities. When you talk about the synchronicities that um, were popping up, it's mind-blowing because when we think about nature versus nurture, like you lived apart your whole lives and still those similarities like came through. Just, they did, it, yeah. Just incredible. Um, Claire, I, I, I want to know, and I, I want you to, you can take some time to think if you need to because it's a big question, but I want to know how this experience has changed your perspective on life. That is a big question. It is. I know. I'm sorry. I think a couple of things. I think for me, it's been a reinforcement of being open-minded and having an expansive understanding of family and love. Mm -hmm. And I think it has equally made me grateful that this is my story because I can so clearly and easily see how it could not turn out well. Right. And it depends on what has happened in the interim. You know, what what was that person's whole life? What was my life? And is there an intersection beyond DNA? And maybe there isn't. And that could feel like a hard pill to swallow. And so I feel like I've also developed a lot of compassion for people who are in a similar situation. Like Jasmine. Maybe it's not hard. Or yeah, and maybe it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And so I have gratitude for the way that it worked out for me. And it's, I don't want to say shocking, but... There are times I kind of have to pinch myself and be like, is that really real? Because I truly love my sister. Yeah. And her kids. And I feel at home when I'm around them. And home isn't just a physical place, you know, it's a feeling. And so the fact that I feel that I isn't lost on me and The other, the flip side of that, when you say, you know, how has this changed your perspective? I'm so impressed by her courage as well Mm -hmm. to open up to new people and to have wondered who her parents were her whole life. Wait, let me just say, she, her biological family, like she's still with her mom and her mom actually bought her the DNA test kit and is incredibly supportive and has come to our family events. See, that's that whole, that's that whole family thing. Like everybody just becomes family because family's who you say it is. Yeah. Um, so that I'm so, so lucky that it worked out that way. Um, and I understand that it doesn't for everybody. So I don't want to you know, paint everything with glitter and rainbows, and then it might not be the same way for somebody else. That's always a possibility. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, you have to have 
boundaries and make decisions about what works for you in your life and all of that stuff. But um, just when I think about my sister and what this experience was for her, I'm so impressed by her courage and vulnerability and willingness to open herself and her family up to new people. And I have to say, Claire, because I have, um, you know, intel on the inside, I have to say that I'm also very, very, very impressed with the way that you've connected your worlds because, um, you know, even when I had the chance to meet your sister, your niece, and we kind of all connected, you looked at your niece and you said, oh, by the way, you have another auntie. And you pointed to me. Like you let her know that this is how you claim family and and like we're all a part of family now. And we kind of just like, this is what it is. And I thought that that was so incredible because it was like, you know, obviously I have been around for the last three years. So I've seen the relationship start to blossom and grow. Um, but again, they are your blood family. And so as I think I, I think I felt more of your mom's perspective because it kind of was more of mine, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not blood related, but I've been around a very long time. And, you know, I didn't know that I was going to get a bonus sister also. And so while we're going to be impressed by your sister and your mom and everyone who's like welcomed each other in and her mom, I just want to take a second and say, I'm very impressed by you because um, like you said, this didn't have to go amazing. And so much of it did because of your inclus- inclusivity and the way that you roll. And um, it's kind of been really beautiful to watch. So I guess to wrap this up, I want to know, what do you want Jasmine to know about your experience? What do you want her to take away from your story? You can sit with that for a second. It was a big one. I am sitting with it, yeah. Because it's, it's an important question. Um because everybody's story isn't the same. And while I feel like I completely understand where she's at right now, it doesn't mean it's going to go the same way. You know, right. like we would all right. hope for that. And I also don't want to be like, you know, Debbie Downer over here um, at all. But I think just, just like I said, know. like having realistic expectations. Right. And I would encourage Jasmine to kind of reach in herself and think about like what capacity she has and how she'll deal, like kind of, you know, think about the potential scenarios and outcomes and how she might manage that. Because I will say even for myself, when I didn't know, when I was in Jasmine's shoes, mm-hmm. I decided to lead with love. Yes, lead with love. And to show grace. Come on, show to grace. everybody involved, you know? And thankfully, again, back to my sister, like, she made it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And even her kids are awesome. Like being a parent is tough, you know. <laughs> yes, I definitely know. Um, and I get to see, you know, the real parts of their family 
the family that she's had in her under her roof and the challenges and all of that and the beautiful parts and uh her kids are awesome which is a credit to her and her husband and that's been really cool to see and so you know they kind of made it easy yeah but if that's not the case you know leading with love showing grace and just like any other adult situation, I think we're all learning to have boundaries and to know um, what is and isn't okay with us. And yeah. thankfully, I didn't have to flex on anybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you flexing on? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just saying I'm I'm really grateful that it went the way it did for me. Um, but because that might not always be the case, leave room for other people's feelings and yeah. know that when something new is happening, there are going to be all sorts of feelings that bubble up and everybody has a different perspective. Yeah. And you have to leave room for that and not take it so personal and sometimes give people a little bit of time to adjust. And who would have thought that three years ago, or maybe even more, hell, that one DNA test would change so many lives? Right. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's, it is this really bizarre, like I've listened to other people talk about this and, you know, whether it's like a health question that you didn't want the answer to, Mm -hmm. or you weren't prepared for, um, you know, it's some chronic disease or something that leads to early mortality. You know, you really do kind of have to be prepared yep. for these things you might find out. Or I listened to another one where a woman thought that she was, um, you know, her dad was from one place and then she found out something completely different when she did the test and it kind of oh changed her, her whole personal identity. Yep. So um, I don't mean to like co-opt other people's stories, but I think right. it is important to acknowledge that like there are the potential good things that come along with these tests, which is like, you know, pleasant life surprises. But then at the same time, sometimes it's a whole can of worms and wow. we're all learning what to do with that. All Amen. of us. All of us. We have to know that the way I might handle something might be different than the way somebody else does. And we can't expect other people to react the way that we would. Agreed. You did good, girl. You did good. You did. Thanks. All of you. I think your family handled this extremely well. I can only hope that... Um, and pray that Jasmine has a delightful reunion with her family members. I want to thank you, um, best friend, godmother of my child, Claire Bear, for telling your unbelievable story. It's just, to be there to see it is is mind-blowing, but to hear you talk about it even now is is so inspiring and empowering. And I really feel like Jasmine, at least I hope, she'll be able to hear this, kind of sit in her feelings, and hopefully, hopefully like you said, Lead with love, love for herself because she's obviously going through a lot. Love for strangers that she doesn't know, but who are very much linked to who she is. 
Um, but just lead with love. And, and again, Claire Bear, I'm so grateful for you, for my other sister and all those little nieces and nephews that I have now and for your your family in general for all, you know, all these years. But it's so beautiful to, to just gain new ones out of nowhere. So thank you for telling your story and thank you for giving Jasmine kind of a, a little bit of a roadmap, hopefully. Um, you're welcome. And thank you for asking questions. I always feel like you ask questions, even to this day, that make me think. So I appreciate that. See, why are you going to do this to me? <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you. I, I love you and your family. And I'm so grateful that you did this. So I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow. I was a part of this. I, I lived through this with Claire. And it's still mind-blowing to me. So I can only imagine helpers if you're listening and you're just like, how? I I get it. Um, I send so much love and compassion and empathy to Jasmine for what she's going to have to endure. Going towards the unknown is a lot. People fear what they don't know, what they don't understand. And how could you ever understand right off the bat, having a whole sibling you never knew about, your whole family changing, But I do believe that sometimes it's an amazing thing. And I think our conversation with Claire really proves that. So while I don't know what is gonna happen with Jasmine, because I don't, Jasmine doesn't know, I don't know, even Claire doesn't know. I do believe that good things can come from this. And even if it doesn't go the way that anybody plans, I know that growth is gonna happen. And I truly believe that what's for you won't miss you. And so if Jasmine has figured out this relationship, this sibling who is out there, I'm really, really hoping that there's some type of connection. And maybe we'll get an update because, man, this is really cool. All right. I want to thank Claire for her time and her story and her vulnerability. I want to thank Jasmine. Oh my goodness. Jasmine, thank you so much for reaching out to us to find you an expert, letting us help you and you helping others. We're so grateful, truly. And just remember, if you have a question that you would like us to answer, send us an email at podcast at stillkicking.co or you can DM us on Instagram at podcast. That's at H-A-H-O podcast. And of course, you know, you can send us the email. You can also send us a voice memo. Those are cool too. Help a Human Out is produced by Emma Martins and Red Yoakum of Red Rock Music and is brought to you by Still Kicking. I'm your host, Miss Danielle. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 